Hey everybody, welcome to the weekly show where we take a look back and forward at some of the biggest news affecting the sport that we love. Whether it's a broken home run record, a famous player's birth, or a major franchise trade, we'll have it all covered. I'm Jeff Lambert, and this is This Week in Baseball History. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another week, another episode of This Week in Baseball History. We have some great moments to run through with you. So without further ado, let's get into it. On September 18, 1992, a fan helped win a game for the New York Yankees. So this game happened at Yankee Stadium, and the New York Yankees were trailing the Boston Red Sox by a score of 3-1 to one in the ninth inning. The Yankees had a runner on base, and Mike Stanley was up to bat. Stanley hit a lazy fly to left field, looked like the game was over, but wait! Umpire Tim Welke signaled a timeout on the field during the play because a fan had run onto the field. Security personnel removed the individual, but Welke, after conferring with the other umpires, announced the previous pitch had been nullified as a result of that fan getting out of the stands and disrupting play. So, that previous fly ball no longer counted as an out. After that delay, the Yankees managed to rally for three runs in the ninth, and they took a 4-3 lead over the Red Sox, and that late game surge ultimately led to New York winning the game. Now, the Boston Red Sox were upset about this and protested the outcome of the game due to the fan interference incident. They argued that the interruption had not disrupted that particular play, and the ruling unfairly benefited the Yankees. However, the protest was not successful, and the game's result stood. On September 19, 1993, Tom Glavin hit the 20-win mark for the third straight season. Yes, that's right. Old Tommy Boy achieved a notable milestone on that day for the Atlanta Braves. He became the first National League pitcher in 20 years to win 20 or more games in three consecutive seasons. The last pitcher to accomplish that feat in the National League was Fergie Jenkins, who played for the Chicago Cubs. Now, for those of you who may be unfamiliar, Glavin was a key part of the Braves' pitching rotation during the 1990s. His contributions helped the team achieve new levels of success, really, and that included multiple playoff appearances and a World Series victory in 1995. His career in the MLB is still highly regarded, and he eventually earned a place in the Baseball Hall of Fame for that uh, astounding uh, durability and dependability that he brought to the mound. On September 20th, 1988, Wade Boggs knocked his 200th hit for the sixth season in a row. That's right, good old Wade Boggs, who at this time was a standout player for the Boston Red Sox, achieved a remarkable milestone in his career, and that's when he became the first player in the 20th century to record 200 hits in six consecutive seasons. This achievement is a testament to Boggs' consistency, and his ability to consistently make contact with the baseball, which are qualities that obviously are highly regarded by any team, and Wade did it over a long period of time. Now, in addition to that 200-hit streak that he accomplished that season, he also joined an exclusive club by becoming the only the second player in baseball history to achieve 200 hits and 100 walks in three consecutive seasons. The only other player to achieve that feat was the legendary Lou Gehrig, who played for the New York Yankees, as Wade Boggs would go on to do later in his career, too. 
On September 21st, 1922, the MVP award was revived by the American League. So this was an important development in this particular league because the award had been rescinded in 1914. They had stopped giving it out. And the league decided to reintroduce the MVP award for outstanding individual performance after a meeting of the league's team owners. Now, they wanted to come up with a new system, and to administer this MVP award, they decided to establish a committee consisting of one writer from each city with an American League team. And these writers were tasked with evaluating the performance of players throughout the season and determining the most valuable player at the end. So in the inaugural year of this reinstated MVP award, it went to George Sisler. Sisler was a first baseman who played for the St. Louis Browns, then an American League team. They eventually moved to uh, Baltimore and became the Baltimore Orioles. And Sisler had an exceptional year. He was known for his hitting and fielding abilities. And that 1922 season, he was the clear person who deserved to get that newly reinstated MVP award. So this move by the American League to bring back this award to recognize and celebrate the league's MVP, big step in making that a thing again. And the National League followed suit two years later, and they established their own MVP award to honor the top player in that league. On September 22, 1985, a bar fight led to a broken arm for an MLB manager. This highly publicized incident at the time in the 80s occurred involving Billy Martin, who was the manager of the New York Yankees at the time, and his own pitcher, Ed Whitson. So this series of events is very interesting. It began when Billy Martin got into a confrontation with just a regular guy patron at a bar that the Yankees were staying at uh, in a hotel when they were in town for a series against Baltimore. And the previous night when they had gotten there, Martin had already gotten into an argument with this same patron, and it escalated this next night. So that drew this attention to the team, and some players didn't like that Martin was picking fights and getting in arguments with regular people who were hanging out in the hotel bar. So in the early hours of September 22, tensions escalated further when Ed Whitson, who was a pitcher for the Yankees at the time, got fed up with Martin's antics and got into a physical altercation with him in that same bar. And that fight resulted in Martin suffering a broken arm from his own pitcher. So that was obviously a significant and unfortunate injury for him. And that incident made headlines in the sports world. It added to an already tumultuous and drama-filled career of Billy Martin. He's going to get his own episode at one point, that's for sure. Uh, He had multiple stints as uh, Yankees manager, and he was known for just having a fiery personality and a history of confrontations and agreements. And in this case, off the field, got into it with his pitcher and ended up with a broken arm. On September 23, 1978, an Angels outfielder was killed by a shotgun blast. Yes, that's right. There was a really tragic and deeply saddening incident that occurred with uh, a player who played for the Angels. His name was Lyman Bostock, and he was a really talented 27-year-old outfielder for the then California Angels. And Bostock was known uh, during that time not only for being an up-and-coming player, he was a lifetime 311 hitter, and he lost his life in this really senseless act of violence. So what happened was Bostock was riding in a car in Gary, Indiana with a group of other people, and another car drove up on the side and someone fired a shotgun blast 
into Bostock's car. And tragically, it hit him and killed him, but the shot was not intended for him. It was intended for one of the other passengers. So Bostock did not survive that shot. Again, you know, killed in something that wasn't uh, meant for him. And he was considered one of the rising stars in Major League Baseball at the time. Known for those skills on the field, great hitter, promising career, all snuffed out tragically and before his prime. Uh, And it really shocked the baseball community and fans alike. And for our last event on September 24, 1985, Andre Dawson hit three home runs in one game. So Dawson was playing for the Expos at the time. He slugged three homers. Two of those were three-run shots in a 12-run fifth inning that the Expos put together against the Cubs, and they ended up winning that game 17-15 at Wrigley Field. And Dawson joined Willie McCovey as the only two players to hit two home runs in one inning on two different occasions. Very impressive. So that brings us to the end of our examination of this week's major events folks i want to thank you for being a subscriber to the show it really means a lot to me that you take the extra time to support things and i'm glad that this is providing a value for you that it's made uh, its way into your regular um your regular schedule so with that said great spending time with you and i'll see you next week